the Fall Classic. Heroes are made, and it is the best baseball anywhere on Earth. It is, after all, the World Series. There have been countless weather events that have affected, postponed, or otherwise played havoc with the outcome of games. Hi, I'm Chris May, writer, producer, and host of This Day in Weather History, now in its second year from the Weather Network in Canada. The 1925 World Series was the final best-of-seven playoff round, and this year it was played between the National League champs, the Pittsburgh Pirates, and the American League champs, the Washington Senators. It happened this day in weather history. Good Lord, I love baseball. But come on, the 2020 excuse for a season was like being forced to look at a store full of your favorite foods, but only behind glass, and you can't have any of it, and the store hours have been cut by about 60%. (laughs) Playing conditions, there you are, for the 1925 World Series between the Pirates and the Senators were challenging. Not as challenging as the 2020 season. Games had twice been postponed due to poor weather. Then the deciding winner-take-all Game 7 got played in what was described as probably the worst conditions ever for a World Series game. The Junior Circuit Sens built up a commanding 3-1 series lead before the Pirates came storming back with two wins, forcing a final and deciding Game 7. And that is where our story starts. It was yet another rainy, foggy, dark morning on game day and doubt had already been cast over the seventh game like it had been for most of the games in the series already. The decision to play or not play fell to the judge, Kennesaw Mountain Landis, who was baseball's first sitting commissioner after the Chicago Black Sox scandal of 1919. On game day, shortly after high noon, Landis was patrolling the turf of Pittsburgh's beautiful Forbes Field surface. He took note of the mud puddles in the outfield and the muddy grass and dirt that was basically the infield and pitcher's mound. Landis admitted that the conditions were poor, but declared that the show must go on. That's all baseball fans needed to hear in Pittsburgh because by game time, over 42,000 people had packed Forbes Field. After a light rain in the first three innings, the skies grew darker and the ball became more difficult to see in the top of the fourth. Remember, stadiums didn't have lights at this point, by the way. Then later into the seventh frame, the rain picked up, and the otherwise steady rain that we had had was now an all-out downpour. The low was obviously at this point moving in and over the area, and it had to have been a massive cloud deck because it also took the daylight away. The skies grew even darker, and visibility became worse. And this is where mistakes on the field started to pop up. You see, it was a routine pop fly that would normally be caught 999 of a thousand times. And these things were being missed and dropped. Then, just like my podcast episode on the lost ball at the Blue Jays game back on June 12th of 1986. In this game, the Pirates third baseman pie trainer swung the bat, really got a hold of one. The ball sailed into right center field and then disappeared. Even the pair of Washington outfielders, Sam Rice and Moon Harris, running in pursuit of the hit, they too vanished into the darkness. In another dramatic moment dictated by the weather, the Washington Senators were up to bat in the bottom of the eighth inning, and Peckinpah connected on a pitch from Ray Crane. Everyone watched the ball fly into the outfield and followed it until it too disappeared into the dark. Left fielder Clyde Barnhart turned and ran toward the fence, 
Nobody knew what had happened until a fan's loud voice was heard shrieking, It's a home run! I suppose according to that one random guy, <laughs> it was called a home run and Washington was now back into the lead, 7-6. to six. This game was becoming a gong show. In the end, the Pirates would rally late to win the deciding game 9-7 and take the World Series for year 1925. But this game was played in and on conditions normally reserved for professional football or rugby. In the next day's New York Times, journalist James Harrison wrote, and I quote, In a grave of mud was buried Walter Johnson's ambition to join the select panel of pitchers who have won three victories in one World Series. With mud shackling his ankles and water running down his back, the grand old man of baseball succumbed to weariness, a sore leg, wretched support, and the most miserable weather conditions that ever confronted a pitcher. Before I move on, you got to say one thing about the ink-stained wretches from back then. They did have a flair for the dramatics. But let's be honest, that's another story for another podcast. This, after all, is this day in weather history. Tomorrow is October the 16th, and it is a big one. Tomorrow, for all of our loyal followers in Toronto, Canada, we go to the wall looking back at the facts and the stories behind what really happened during and as a result of Hurricane Hazel on October 16th of 1954. That's tomorrow on this day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May.